I just have one question. When Cap needed help, if I'd asked you, would you have come? I guess we'll never know. But if you had, you'd have never been caught. I do some dumb things, and the people I love the most, they pay the price. Thanks to you, we had to run. We're still running. Let's go. So I take it you didn't have that tech available for me. No, I did. Good evening. Welcome to Midnight Movies. I am one of your movie connoisseurs. I am Kane, T. Kane, or uh, some people call me uh, Big Daddy Kane. And I'm here and I do it with my buddy, my pal, my best pal, probably my, best friend, probably my only friend in the world, Mike. How you doing, sir? I'm doing just fine. That's Mike. That's Bigger Daddy Mike, if you guys are all keeping score. Why is it got to be bigger? <laughs> I don't know. Well, because you said, you said Big Daddy Kane, so I thought you had to go bigger one up. Daddy Mike. I got it. I go one louder than you. You always go to 11, don't you? <laughs> oh, well, guys, we are unbelievably, we are now at movie 11 of the Heroes of Silent Infinity, Infinity War saga. We are at, yes, number 11 and kind of a wild card type of movie, I think. Uh, if you look at all the selections, you can check those out. The Heroes of Silent Midnight movies page. But we're doing Ant-Man and the Wasp. And um, Mike, before we start this movie... I guess we should just we should go back in time to when we can go out and see each other back in way back when the time machine in January. When we were discussing when we laid out the plan for all this and this is one of those movies that came up that we both had to scratch our head, but then after, you know, a couple of shots we thought, well, you know what? It does make sense to do it. It it does for our, for many many reasons. Uh, I did. I did. I was gonna fight you on this one, tooth and nail, when it when we got to that. But you didn't. You 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 you, uh, you saw the light. Uh, my one of the big reasons is is we're actually seeing the real, true origins of the Avengers. Really, the, the, mm. the Avengers were started with by Hank, and and by and by Janet. And Janet. You know, and and they get overlooked. Uh, you know, when you look at the first Avengers, Cap wasn't part of the first Avengers. You know, it was Hank, you know, but Janet's the one that named him. All that, that I, I feel that they kind of overlooked and, uh, it's a, you know, and basically put a glass ceiling on for her. <laughs> if, you know, we want to go that route. Uh, and I, and then I also think there was a lot that goes on in this movie that will connect to 
the next movie, the final movie of this, you know, the end game. Uh, but also we get introduced into the quantum realm where we know the quantum realm pay, plays a major role in not just this or these last phases, but a future phase as well. Oh, yeah. I think going forward that you're going to see a lot more of the quantum realm, especially. That's that's the big thing you get from this movie. And I think that was the big thing I took from the conversation we had in January. It was like we were, we were going down. And once you mentioned the quantum realm, I was like, oh, you know what? That's it. That's the only thing yeah. you had to say. And then we went from there and then we named our list. And of course, Endgame was going to be the last one. Duh. But this is a little interesting film. I think the one thing that had issues with, with the first Ant-Man and maybe you did or not was I didn't like the choice of Scott Lang. I wanted it to be Hank Pym, but you know, as I watched it, I like Paul Rudd. I like the character, but I just wish it was Hank Pym, but you know, you get Michael Douglas to play Hank Pym. I mean, you can't argue and you can't argue with the performance neither. No. Because when I look at Michael Douglas, okay, that's Hank Pym. I, that is, I could yeah. see him being the scientist, do she, Sort of like, you know, I hate the Starks, but you could I could see Michael Douglas creating the molecular technology, the quantum realm, and and you get a little callback with um, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer playing Janet. So yeah. I that's- Yeah, I just yeah, I just think with because they overlooked Hank at the beginning and they made Tony the all powerful, you know, super, you know, smart, you know, of the of the MCU, which I think is completely I it it negates and takes away what Hank, what the importance of Hank. They neutered Hank basically. They neutered, yeah, yes. Really, just neutered him because again, he was he's of he's Ultron's father. You know, he's the one that really by uh, what one was it, the Elemental, not the Elemental, sorry, um, Eternals. The Eternals, yeah. One of the Eternals, uh, no, you know, basically states that he is the smartest being on Earth. And that he's, you know, he can figure everything out. Well, they flipped that, gave that part of it to Tony, uh, took away Tony's alcoholism, really. I mean, they all they gave you was that he was being poisoned by his own suit. Uh, and then kind of threw basically all of Hank's personality traits, On the minus, minus the, the abusive narcissist. Onto onto Tony, you know, they kept that they kept the bad part on the true Hank film. Uh, but you know, you you look and you see that you know Hank's been re- responsible for tons of people. So a lot, I, yeah. I believe. I believe in the comics, but correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he was the first Yellow Jacket. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It was supposed to be a way. I think he left the Avengers. He wanted to do his own thing, and he and he created that Yellow Jacket persona. Like Yellow Jacket was never somebody else. It was Hank Pym originally. Right, yeah, he wanted to go, and then it, it became Scott Scott Lang because Scott Lang stole the armor or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, you had well, you, you in in the Ant Man echelon, you had Hank, you had Scott, you had Eric O'Grady. Those are the three Ant Men. Uh, Eric was a very low, he was like a low level uh, Shield agent who stumbled upon the the Ant Man suit inside of you know the Shield headquarters, and you know he kind of went that route. But I think out of the three, Hank is the more fractured, so to speak. You know the more mm-hmm. broken character, and I think Scott is the one that yeah he is kind of fractured, but he he's fixable, and I think that may be why they went with him. And Hank has a lot more depth too that they didn't even touch upon. Exactly, well, that's abusive. what I'm saying. He's fractured. He's a very mm-hmm. fractured person and and in character in everything. The narcissism, the the you know the the spousal abuse. I mean, it's yeah, it's a yeah. very sensitive subject, and I think 
they shied away from it. Yeah, and I th- honestly, I think if they ever had done just, you know, they never went the route of the MCU and they just, hey, we're just going to do solo films, I think they would have gone that route to show him the, the, dark, the dark side of him. And I think if Iron Man was not the first movie, if it was Ant-Man, then I think you would get all those traits. But then yeah. again, you know, that's... That's a it's a devil's advocate type of thing, you know. That's, it's the, a he that's, said, a, that's a what if what if uh, yeah, episode. Yeah, what if? <laughs> Literally, what if? But um, what if we start this movie? How about what that? What if guys? we do? We can do that. Yeah. So because because we're, we're gonna babble all the way through. So anyway, guys, it is Ant Man and the Wasp. I am at zero zero. So as always, I do the countdown, and um, let's do this. So we're gonna start at three, two, one, and hit play. And if you've known Mike for a long time, as I have, my buddy Mike loves cold openings. Yeah, especially especially this because this broke it apart. This is another reason why I felt this was different because really we haven't had a cold opening. Maybe one or two in all of the Avengers. Like it's always started with the flip. And I love there's another example of the great de-aging. the great de aging technology, yeah. which is which is now getting better and better now. Well, I also think you have two actors that have a plethora, and I'm using that from a three. You mean a plethora? A plethora? <laughs> a plethora? El guapo, but, uh, that we have that they have a, a massive body of work that they can rip from, and use that. You know, you have some actors that don't have a body of work, like either one of the you know Michelle Pfeiffer or Michael Douglas. Um, I don't even know what Michael Douglas is. This, this almost looks like Romancing the Stone kind of time. That almost like wow, kind of the, the wow. look. Damn, that's a deep. That's a deep cut. In case you kids don't you've never seen oh, Romancing the Stone. Oh, you got it. Yeah, that's, if you have not, yeah, that's uh, a, yeah. Romancing the Stone. You can skip Jewel of the Nile, but I think Romancing the Stone is is, is, the is first, yeah. The first one's always the it's best. It's great. It's a good. It's a good adventure romance. You know, Kathleen. Do you Turner. remember all the movies that came out during that time? It was uh, Romancing the Stone. It was well, Alan yeah, Quartermain. Yeah, Alan Quartermain. You had a whole bunch of like adventure esque. Oh yeah, I miss those. You had a couple of Alan Quartermain, I think, during that time. But those two, and uh, with a, with a young Sharon Stone. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the that's the big one or the biggest one. <laughs> it's not even that big. Yeah, we actually get to see Wasp. You know, like I said, this yeah. is one of those things that I think we finally get to see that the true paying homage to to the true Avengers. And we see them now, you know, back what? I guess this is in the 60s, 70s? Uh, they never mentioned, but I'm going to guess the 60s because I remember in the first movie, the first Ant-Man, they showed some black and white footage of this, mm-hmm. of this particular scene right here. Yeah. Well, I do know we are going to see um, Howard Stark here in a little yes. bit. So I believe, you know, he vanished, uh, when, when, when did, um, when did that, when was it like in the eighties, I'm guessing. I believe so. Like uh, when, when did, when did they do the less than zero Robert Downey Jr.? Oh my God. <laughs> I like how you said it was the less than zero <laughs> that's what Robert it was. Downey Jr. I don't know if that's who they took <laughs> it from. You don't mention any other, you don't mention Weird Science, you don't mention Chaplin, you mentioned less than zero. Well, no, because Chaplin was later, uh, Weird Science he was too young. This was like the, the, the high school or the college. If I'm going to mention anything, it was going to be back to school for, for that, that look. Uh, cause they, those, I think they both came out uh, less than zero and, and back to school came out around the same time. And that's, I think that was his early twenties. One of my favorite things about the Ant-Man movies is this relationship right here. Yes, yes. It good. is to me. It is the core of the movie. I mean, Mike, as a father yourself, 
I mean, this is something, you know, you know, future time maybe that you could see maybe yourself, maybe myself as well, you know, having that. Cause this just like, it just, it's something for me. Like, wow. You know, that's the father daughter relationship that, you know, people have always taboo. Like, is it bad? But no, this is like a very, you know, I, I treated you bad like this because of your mom. So. And I believe this is the last movie you're going to see this intro. Yeah, I think we get the Stan intro on yeah. Endgame. Is that, and I think that's the only one we really see. Yeah. By the way, another movie, which we will do uh, next, Endgame, with another cold opening, I believe. Yes. Yeah, that does. No, does it? No, it doesn't. No, sure? no, because it, it does. Oh, no, no, it, no, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. It does the flip and you hear the sad music in the background. And I will say uh, some of the best casting of uh, you know, supporting cast and in, in all of the all of the movies is, is here. Agreed. Agreed. Especially this movie. Well, not just no. I just I'm thinking like you know with like John Pena and st- or Michael Pena. I think just I'm thinking La- Lawrence Fishburne and um, which we'll yeah. see later on. And, yeah, and again um, another reason why I really wanted I chose this one because you have true Ant Man villains. Yes, the 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 wasp or not the wasp, but the the, the yellow jacket was sort of a, a villain, but not really. But this is truly that that dichotomy with Ghost, and then they do you know we don't see it, but we get mention of uh, you know Giant Man. Diamond, yeah. You know, why didn't I do this when I was in summer camp? I could have created this in my house. I could have invited you and you over and we could have just played in this little thing, you know? Big old... No? No. Okay. If you guys are wondering about a timeline for this film, this takes place, I believe, right after Civil War. And you know, I think I might be wrong, but I think... I think the cold open for Miss Marvel was the first with Stan. Because I think he had died before it came out. Oh, okay. I believe. The only Marvel movie I've only seen once is Captain Marvel. I mean, give it a, I guess I'd give it a shot. It's I've, maybe for w- one month is female month or girl, or girl power month. Wow. Don't they have their, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be that guy, but don't they have their own month or something? Is it a girl power month or <laughs> not sure which one? I'm, no, I'm just wondering there's a girl power month. Yeah. There's... No. Yeah. The opening scene for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, Cause I was like, I know there's two movies that have the Stanley and I kept rolling in my head. I was like the only other movie after this is Captain and then Endgame. And you're and you're right that the the you know you get a lot of those movies where it's a father son relationship and things like that. But here you're mm-hmm. seeing the father daughter, and what's great is you're seeing the young father daughter compared to the, the old father daughter. Yeah. yeah, and you're you're seeing where Hank doesn't was trying not to make the same mistakes as or, or sorry Scott Scott is trying yeah. to make you know not make the same mistakes as Hank, and and I think that's where their bond is. And I also think that's some of the tension that you see between Scott and Hank is that they're, they are very polar opposite parents in personalities. And that's, 
and that's a big deal. At the end, I mean, I agreed, especially in that first film. If you guys haven't seen the first game movie, which I love, by the way, I, I love that movie. I mean, we couldn't do it because it's not part of this saga, fortunately. But oh, well, it's a part of the saga. It is, but I don't think it, it, I don't think it makes a an impact. It's like more of a standalone film. Yeah. film. I, I look at this. One of the things that I like about the MCU, amongst other things, is their supporting cast. I'm going to echo that again. Besides Paul Rudd, like the, like this guy right here, you talk about Michael Pena. Yeah. Uh, what about his his um his heist crew? I mean they're, they're I mean them and it just they they always cast so well and they make you care about these characters, even though they're only on screen for like maybe like two, three, five minutes tops. And this is the second movie. I didn't didn't realize this. You know, thinking back about it, yeah, this is the second movie in MCU after Thor Ragnarok to have a female leading antagonist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is another another gender swap that I don't think it's a, that important of a gender swap when this yeah, happened. Yeah, because he's because Ghost was a male character, but I think the pain and everything that's that she's going through, it, you know, is translated very well with her. Yes, and the actress does a good job too, and. By the way, I believe Ghost was an Iron Man car- uh, villain, wasn't he? I believe so. I, think I mean, they, they, it's CMCU, so it's not a big deal. I mean, they 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 flip villains all the time. I would say, but... yeah, they 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 change partners, like you know, they do it yeah. do in high school. So, speak from experience. School? I'm just you know, saying. Well, just saying. I, I mean, do you speak from experience? Uh, from what I saw in high school, yeah. Oh, from what you saw. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah, you are right. Uh, it doesn't say Iron Man, but it does say in the comics, go, uh, the Ghost has never fought Ant Man. So, again, one of those moments of of not gender swapping or race swapping, but you know, you know, rivalry swapping. You know, it, you know, Kevin Feige digging into the into the toy chest of uh of the MCU and just picking out what he wants to play with, and says, "Ah, I don't want that villain to play fight him. I want him to fight this one over here." But again, you're that's, Kevin Feige, you can do that. Yeah, you can, but sometimes it's. I wish he wouldn't. I wish there was still I know. that. You know, I, I, yes, I, I'm. I'm. The, I'm a, the the. By the way, uh, this whole relationship right here, yeah. the biggest lie because I don't think you will ever see this in real life. Uh... The ex, the ex-wife, basically buddy buddy with the ex-husband, who's basically buddy buddy with the new husband. Yeah, you you can. I I've had. I have I have never seen. I've it. had similar ones. Like have that. you seen it? Because I yeah, have never yeah, seen. I have, it. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And one of the things I do like about this, like the new husband guy, he's not a douche. Like normally, like the new husband is the big ass douche. He's not. A, he's not douchey. He's like, oh, okay. You know, I can understand why she got with him. All right. By the way, that drum kit right there. Um, I mean, it's not the Dan. You know, Danny Carey from Tool. Uh huh. There was a time where the, I wanted to buy this drum set, and it was basically it wasn't that one, but you, it's that configuration costs about two thousand dollars. Because I had this thing in my mind because I bought the first two 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 yeah, two tool albums, and I was like, my God, this guy is awesome. Who is he? And then I saw Tool Live, and, you know, they were the worst live band I've ever seen. But you know, that's besides the point. And I saw this gigantic man in the background with long blonde hair playing this drum set not the old cymbals and all that that little electronic kit and i was like you know what i want to buy that and i i was about you know 
That's seventeen hundred dollars short. And nice you tool stuff. fans can send your hate mail over to Kane, just so you know. I'm, I'm, I'm a tool not fan. hate mail. Why is it not? Why is it hate uh, mail? I don't know. I, I, just t- said I, think they're they're not, I think they're a great band. I've seen them, I I've think seen them several t- times. I think, I think they're a terrible live band. I'm sorry. Again, hate mail. I'm, I'm sorry. That way. Kane at Heroes Asylum Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I believe long time ago before the advocation of the Heroes Asylum podcast, I think we had a night where we discussed the quantum realm. Back in the day, we were discussing the quantum realm. Just saying we did. I mean, obviously it was over some cocktails, but um, I think we got really deep into it too, if I recall. Well, I think it may have been this night that we were discussing this. That, you know, I just remember um, Sydney was there, and she's basically the moderator. Like she, th- that's what she really is. If you think about it, she really is the moderator for us too. So, but as as we sat there, and you have these two grown men arguing <laughs> over comic books, comic book movies, everything else, and those were good times. Go away, COVID. I wanted to come back. Paul Rudd looks exactly the same as he did in Clueless. Isn't that insane? It's him and Tom Cruise vampires. They, I agree. They are vampires. Oh my god! One of my favorite movies playing in the background. That's um, that's uh, Donald Sutherland, and I forgot the name of the horror movie, but it's what it's the ending where uh, he looks. Is that Scanners? No, I don't think it's Scanners. I think it is Donald Sutherland. I know. Is that Invasion of the Body Snatchers or? <laughs> What, what was the one with the we the ending with the midget uh, evil woman? With the, with the, she had the red riding hood hood. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, look that one up. He has a weird face. He's like, oh. Sorry guys, I know you can't see my facial expressions, but. Evangeline Lilly, guys, for you Lost fans out there, probably the most successful actor to make the transition from small screen to big screen, I would say. <laughs> so uh, Paul Rudd did learn some magic, by the way. For, oh, did he? Uh, yeah, for this. Were you ever a Lost fan? Not really. It wasn't okay. that I wasn't a fan. I just, that time in my life, I wasn't watching much primetime television. Okay. <laughs> this is, it's, uh, is it, no, Anthony's dead, right? This is somebody else. Uh, yeah, Anthony, yeah, Anthony uh, died, uh. 
No, they had the last one. Uh, I think uh, this is uh, Antonio Banderas. Is it? <laughs> I think it's uh, the, the, the new one he had. And again, I love the reference back, you know, back on, on Civil War when uh, he and uh, Falcon finally see each other. Yeah, yeah, that's that'll never happen again. I think it's will never happen again. What did he call him? What, what's up, small man, or something mm-hmm. like that? They're gonna make a third movie of this. I think it, when they do, because I, I know it's gonna come. I think it's gonna be one of those movies that's gonna go straight to the Disney streaming service. That's just my opinion. Well, everything's going to go to streaming service pretty much now, so. You know, in another universe, if she hadn't been Hope Van Dyne, I could see her as Selena Kyle, too. Yeah, I could kind of see that. I'm glad she doesn't have the mop top haircut too. Ooh. Another great casting by Marvel, especially with Michael Douglas being Hank Pym. I mean, I think is another home run. Quantum Tunnel. You know, if you think about it, as far as like the, I don't want to say older generation because, you know, we're not too far from that, but I guess the way I would say it is like the, what's a kind way I can say this? The elder statesman of Hollywood. It's it's nice to see that they're included in this in, in the Marvel universe. Like you know, you have Michael Douglas, you have Pfeiffer, you have um. Well, just look at the casting uh, all over Thor. I mean, uh, yeah, you know. yeah, uh, Robert Redford. I mean, did you ever think Robert Redford would ever be in an MCU movie? No, but good once, lord. But once they once they once they get past, and you got to realize all these guys grew up on comic books as kids. You know, yeah, it's but not it's just, like. It's, you would never like before the the inversion of the MCU. I could never see any of these guys in it. It's like oh, it's, uh, comic book movies; those are stupid. But it's just it's just fun to like to basically like as a fourteen year old me and yourself as a fourteen year old self. You're thinking like, man, like these movies are coming out, and we have great actors who are taking this stuff seriously. I love that shot at Stark too. (laughs) 
So yeah, in the releasing of this movie, this actually replaced Captain Marvel because originally Captain Marvel was supposed to be released at this time. Instead, it got pushed further back. <laughs> when the humor's done right, it's it's perfect. It's subtle. And again, I could see Evangeline Lilly as Michelle Pfeiffer's older daughter as well. Well, she's the one that really pushed to have Michelle on there. Uh, they they had heard Michelle was a big fan of the first movie. Mm-hmm. And she and Michelle wanted to come on, and uh, Angelina wanted she wanted to push for she was pushing for Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Michael Douglas, trying to stick her close to home. He was trying to get his wife, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones, the role. And, uh, she could have done it. I mean, it no, been, no, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, she's not doing much. Mm. She's taking care of Michael. Well, no, I mean the, in the movie, she's not doing. Oh, much. that's what I'm saying. Mm. She could have been Janet. She could have. But I like Pfeiffer better. Here's our first a semi appearance of Ghost. Not the first character I would have I would have thought of for Ant Man and the Wasp, but hey. <laughs> As we continue to talk about great casting in this film, another underrated actor. Walter Goggins to me. I'm a huge Walter Goggins fan. Have you watched Justified? Um, he did he did a series on CBS. It was only on one season, which is criminally underrated. Unicorn, where he showed his his uh, funny chops. Yeah, I think that's on um, Netflix right now. Yeah, well, it's it's really good too. It's it's unfortunate they canned it after one season because Goggins is so good in it. He was in uh, Fat Man as well. He was the hitman. If you guys haven't watched Fat Man yet, I mean, check it out. <laughs> now, there's a little rumor Oh, what's from, that? from one of the writers how uh, this character, Sonny, talks about his, his employer. Oh, and we don't know. We, ever, we never know who the true employer is. And one of the writers uh, said that he always thought when they were writing this that the employer was Norman Osborn. Exactly, Green yeah. himself. Man, I oh. 
I don't know if it was a rumor a while ago, as we're, you know, that rumor tip. They wanted Christian Bale to play Norman Osborn. And I thought about it. I was like, well, Christian Bale can pretty much play any role. So that's not a bad idea. I mean, I wonder who's going to play in Thor Ragnarok, but you know, what if he's playing Norman Osborn in Thor Ragnarok? Wouldn't that be wild? I mean, it's not going to happen because I don't, it doesn't fit in that universe. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, no, it's, that's not too, it's too galactic. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it, 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 those are hard shoes to fill for, for Norman Osborn. I mean, because only one, well, technically, it's going to be the third version of Norman Osborn, but, you know, we won't talk about Spider Man 2 or the amazing Spider Man. You know, yeah, William Defoe as, as Norman, it, that, he really set a, Set the bar very. You know high. what the problem with that movie was, though, and I love that Spider-Man movie. The suit. Why would you make a metallic helmet? Yeah. For a guy with the facial expressions of William Defoe, you didn't need that. Just put like a little makeup and a little, put the little knit cap on him again, too. Again, what we always talk about is like we don't want to see comic book accurate things every time. That's one of those times that we didn't we didn't need to see the goblin face, like you said, let the actor's face. He didn't even need to have that helmet or the hat just to have William Defoe, like his facial expressions alone, make him Norman Osborn. It's just like when I saw that, I was, and in the third movie, they had that weird ski mask that, that Franco had. I was like, yeah, I was like, come on, man. The Goblin is all about expression. And like, he's always messing with the Spider-Man, like throwing like, you know, pumpkin bombs and stuff. So. I love this part. Yeah, me too. This, this, her, her action scenes are amazing, and then just their, their banter back and forth. So you're getting yeah. great action, and then like this great humor behind it. God, Goggins is so good. His comic timing is just on point. <laughs> You know, I'm 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 thinking about crossing streams for a second as we're watching this scene. What if? And I know you don't like Dark Knight's metal, or you have issues with it. And I understand, but what if? If you wanted to make the Batman who laughs, and you put Walter Goggins in there, I could see that. Safe. Just a thought. Did I lose you? No, I don't. Yeah, again, you talk about Batman. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, 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 I know, I know. I, that's, that's, that's why I know you went silent. Yeah, no. Okay. All right. At least you're honest. You know what? what, what makes me mad about this suit? The suit at the end of Ant-Man, the post-credit scene, which was much better than this one, aesthetically. Or is it the same? I don't know. No, I think it's the same.
I love the ghost suit. <laughs> Man, I forgot how much fun this movie is. Oh, ouch. Did you ever watch the episode of Avengers Assemble where Ghost shows up? It's a one-off. I'm sure I have. I think I've watched all of the Avengers Assemble. That's freaky right there. That is frightening. That is like um, Eobard Thawne putting, basically vibrating his hand through your chest. Freaky. By the way, it's Flash season one. Still the best villain. So. Matt Cavanaugh of... Um, what was that one bowling show he had? Ed? He's so good. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, uh, looking over Ghost, it looks like, you know, Iron Man, Spider-Man usually seem to be Norman Osborn. Yeah, that seems to be the, pain, the main... the main adversaries. And they never changed changed it for um they never added a female version on the regular Marvel comic that, book runs. Um, I love Edmonds cakes, man. Edmonds or Edmonds, they used to have a um oh, they used to have a shop. It was it was close to your area on four thirty six four thirty six and seventeen. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, mm -hmm. it, you I used to love I used to go in there and get their banana cake all the time. I used to love that banana cake. And they don't make that banana cake anymore. I'm so mad. Oh. Every Saturday, me, mom, and dad used to get me some banana cake. Is that Dave Dispulsion or is that somebody else? No, I think it's Dave. Is that Dave? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt. Yeah, that, okay. funny because you know I, i've been a big fan of bait uh, big fan of dave since you know he was in the dark knight he was only in one scene it's one of those actors that um i remember i was watching an episode of um you remember like the uh james lipson james lipton when he had his shows with the actors like one and one with the actors yeah. and all. yep well, Lipton, he was talking to um, Robert De Niro, and he's like, he's like, and he's talking to him back and forth. He's like, he, he, and Robert's asking him, so James, you know, you know a lot about stuff in acting and all that actors. Like, what is your favorite thing to do? He's like, I like watching an actor. I, I pick one out at random from any movie, and, I, and I'll basically start watching his career as an extra and see where he goes. It's like, if I like his performance in like maybe a scene or a minute and seeing what he could do, like, you know, in that minute, if he makes an impact, I'll follow him. 
And he's like, there's a many actors I have done that for. And I'm like, wow. And he's like, I've watched them become great actors. I'm like, that's what I did with Dave Dismotion. Dave Dismotion had one scene in The Dark Knight. I was like, God, his facial expressions were so good. And then he went on from there. And then he, he, he was Abracadabra and, and Flash. And then now he's Polka Dot Man. So, well, he was in The Russian Guy in this one. So, he was also in Gotham. Yes, he was Gotham. Yes. Uh, oddly was... enough, one of the one of the episodes was called Ghosts. I love that suit. Now the explanation why she's jumping in between I guess her molecules are out of state, is that the thing? Yeah, they'll explain it here when they do a quick little yeah. retrospect about, you know, what happened and where she, you know, how she got that way. Her molecules are out of balance. <laughs> and the, fun, the funny thing is is that's an ongoing joke in all of the MCU when Cap has to go underground what's he wearing baseball cap and glasses when he, he, when, he when he has to when he runs into when he runs into Falcon whenever any of them go undercover baseball cap glasses. cap and glasses which in turn turns around and makes it, it becomes a joke with because it's an inside joke with DC, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Superman, you how can you not tell that Superman? You know. Well, thanks to Brian Bendis, everybody knows who Superman is. Jackass. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. The one I think how many seasons was he on NCIS or was it um. Oh, Fishburne? He Fishburne, yeah. finished out the series, I thought. Or maybe, no, maybe... Uh, Ted, was uh, he in Dan, the middle? No, I think, Dan, yeah, no, Danson did. Yeah, Danson picked it up after after he was done. I'll tell you what, like, I, I've never been a big NCIS fan. Or, uh, no, no, CSI, I'm sorry. I think it's something else. It was CSI, because the original guy left, and then I think he came in, and then after it was Ted Danson. And they were they were all... Well, the first one was... I forgot that guy, that guy's name. You probably know who he is. Grissom, I think it was his character's name. But the last two were pretty good. Yeah, like William, I remember, like William, William, <clears throat> excuse me, William Peterson. William, yeah, yeah. William no, Peterson, I say yeah. I was a fan of that. As soon as they switched cast, I was I was done with the show. I was not a. Uh, not I caught an episode with with, uh, with with Lawrence on it. It was pretty good. Ah, there we go. And here's, I mean, with this, with with Lawrence here, there's one of the few DC Marvel crossovers in in their, uh, yep, in their in their worlds. And then you have, see, you have that element of the true Hank Pym right there, the narcissism, like, you know, yep. he thinks he's everything, and 
I love that. I love that. I mean, even though it's like a small thing, a little mm-hmm. scene like this, and he's an older guy, that's that's Hank Pym. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and they and they they made sure that they wanted somebody that could go toe to toe and like as far as acting chops go. Well, so Michael Douglas, and I mean, and Lawrence, can't go. You, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, you got to realize, you got to understand the 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 narcissistic side of Hank and the ego that comes with is legit because he was truly the smartest man in you know the Marvel universe, not the MCU, Marvel universe. And Mr. Wu, who, if anybody is interested, this he was not around for just this movie. If you look, uh, Agent Wu has been with S.H.I.E.L.D. since, I think, 1950-something? Yeah, he's been around for a while. Yeah, he's been, he's not... yeah, he has been around a long time, so. Coulson was the character they created recently. Wu has been there forever. Yeah, Wu was, yeah, which I which is kind of funny. Is like when I, I always thought when they were going to do that and bring the S.H.I.E.L.D. in. I thought it, it was going to be Wu as well, yeah. Yeah, it would have been Wu and, and any, any other of the famous, more famous agents that they had. And, you know, they've had quite a few to name. Now the actress that's playing Ghost or Ava Star, uh, Hannah John Kamen, she actually, if you check out her her uh, stuff, she's actually had probably one of the better sci-fi shows that's come out in recent times, Killjoys. It was on Sci-Fi. Yes, I've amazing, seen amazing, that. amazing, really and she, good. Really and then she was also uh, was it a uh, Fennel Zandor on um, one of, a movie we've already done, Ready Player One. She was she was the the agent that was working for the uh, the major company. And, and tracking him down. So she is no uh, no stranger to like big movies and some very interesting roles. Uh, also, uh, Game of Thrones. She was uh, Ornella on Game of Thrones, if any of Everybody, you uh, Thrones heads are out there. Game of Thrones. You know, I still haven't finished the first episode. Well, actually, I, f- I finished the first three. But, you know... And also, she was in uh, Black Mirror. You're one of your favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Love that show, even though you hate it. So, Dude. Ouch. This is probably, yeah, this, these scenes coming up are probably some of the <laughs> so best, good. best in MCU as far as humor goes. Did you hear about Haley Seinfeld? She's gonna she's officially Kate Bishop. Yeah, I was I was so excited. Uh, I, I knew you were. I, I kind of figured it was like if there's anybody who is a big proponent of you know Haley Seinfeld, it's you. Yeah, I mean just the the work she did on on Bumblebee was just perfect, and I think she's gonna do a great job. You know that is the most seen Transformers movie by by yours truly. I've seen that movie like at least oh, eight Bumblebee? times. Really? Yeah, I love that movie. And I own the first two Transformers movies, which, which I lo- the first one I think has. It has some things for me, like a couple. (laughs) You gotta love the CG in this, or just. (laughs) No, there's a couple things about the original Transformers movie by Michael Bay that I like, scenes-wise. But you know, it's okay. But you know, the second one was like, "Eh," and the third one fell off the rails. The whole. 
Anyway, it's a different time, different story, different podcast. <laughs> it says to this next scene when they get back into the car. This is a... <laughs> the way he walks out his face. I'm slamming his arms. Oh, yeah. True. Agreed. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> oh Oops
how she got crazy eyes. That's the kind of girl's mind goes for. Actually, no, I'm sorry. We're not redheads. Oh, sorry. A little thumps in my throat. Now Hannah was saying she she enjoyed playing the role a lot, and if they ever if they you know continue the MCU, but uh, because uh, Ghost is a big part of the Thunderbolts group, and she and she said if they ever went you know that route she would you know be more than you know willing to return you know to to keep that you know that continuation going on. She's one 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 of a couple villain characters that are still you know they're still out there. Yeah. Ghost, uh, Abomination is still out there. So it's one of those things you keep in the, in the toolbox for a while. Like, nah, you know, I'm going to keep these for a while. Then boom. <laughs> is, uh, is, is Fishburne confirmed for Matrix 4 or no? Is it just Keanu? I think it's just Keanu and uh, Moss, as far as I know. Because I thought it was weird. The ones that I knew for sure were, were, uh, were, you know, penciled in were the two that died. Yeah, that's kind of strange. Yeah. Now, I understand, you know, they say generations go by and about, you know, and they, and they go through the whole cycle. So maybe generations go by and for, you know, Fishburne's character is no longer. I think out of all the, out of all Keanu's movies and his Keanu songs has continued. That's the one I would be so intrigued to see. Because that movie had an ending. Yeah, had an ending. You didn't need it. Does not need any. Doesn't sort of, does not need a part four. If you're if you're a Matrix fan, you you have the, you had the Matrix Online game that you know did everything. At, Shit, you had the Animatrix, yeah. man. They uh, the Animatrix is awesome. Well, that wasn't a sequel. That was a, a, yeah, a it was tie-in. A prequel, yeah, yeah. tie-in yeah. It wasn't. You know, it was kind of a mixture. Now, uh, this is a uh, Lawrence Fishburne's uh, son is playing him. In here, by the way, as a young Fishburn, with some. Uh, as a young Fishburn. Yeah, as Lawrence. Yeah. Is that a thing? A young Fishburn. Well, he's a, he has a Fishburn. Is that his son right there? Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Damn. Well, yeah. In the in the no, scenes no, no. in the scenes that have him in it at the where the flashbacks of him, it's it's Lawrence's son. Uh, I don't remember, he starts with an L. Well, the same thing happened in Black Panther. The the guy who played uh, T'Chaka had his son play him in the flashbacks. Yeah. But it was also it was a uh, uh, the uh, the digital editing yeah. as well on the face, so it was it's him as as far as body goes. So that's his son. Yeah, again, it's digi- digital time. Digital, yeah, yeah, digital, yeah, okay. With, with Lawrence's face, but that's his, his son. body. Okay. Yeah, because you you can't you you can't. Re- recreate that gap no get some gap insurance for that man he looks Dude. like Lawrence. he looks like Lawrence Fishburne from a uh, deep cover or deep cover 
Yeah, I remember. You're just trying. It's okay. I like it. I, I like when you try. Uh, <laughs> always gonna try. Yeah, Ooh. they they took Ghost's costume design for the current MCU version of Ghost. So it's not the other way around. So when people go and pick up, you know, and they see anything with Ghost in it. It wasn't that they changed it to match the MCU. MCU copied that. And it's funny, in the tweaks that they made, by the time they were done with it, uh, if anybody's a fan of the Destiny uh, video games, it does look very similar. Very similar. All on accident. It was just that the ghost that they had on comic book, and they want to just tweak it a little bit. And when they they came out, they're like, oh, shit. Oh, well. Because that's the first thing I thought of when I I was playing uh, Destiny too, I was like, "What? Wait a second! That's not ghost." Mm. <laughs> I love this. You have a grave situation going, you have this. Damn, Fishburne, you're kind of a dick. So here we go. Here, here's a little twist of uh, of data and knowledge for you. This was Michelle Pfeiffer's second comic book movie. Obviously, we know Batman Returns, yeah, 1992, yep. uh, where she played Catwoman. Her Batman co-star, Michael Keaton, played Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. the Vulture, in Spider-Man Homecoming which was also part of the cinematic universe. And to make things even weirder, Michael Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas. Yeah, Keaton's his stage name, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So nice little uh, journey to, 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 to a little uh, funny trivia. When does that Flash movie come out? Flash movie? 2022? Right now, I think, I, you know, I think if nothing's done yet... Twenty twenty two. I don't care if Keaton's in there for five minutes. If you turn to the big five oh then. No. Why? No, wait. I'll be close to it. A little inside baseball for you guys. And this is Lawrence Fishburne's how many comic book movies for him? Hmm. Or comic book series, not movies, but series. Let's just say um, series. Hmm. 
Hmm. Well, I'm trying to think. Obviously, we know this one. This is well, yeah, this is one. So this one, so you know, Ant Man. Well, well, Matrix Matrix is not a comic book. No, I know that. No, no. Was he a DC movie? No, 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 no. Yes, he was. He was a he was a Man of Steel. He's uh he's Perry White. Right, right. And that's two. All right. Gonna have to dig deep on this one, son. Two thousand two thousand seven. Losers? No, no, it wasn't the losers. No. Oh man. Fantastic four. Rise of the Silver Surfer. He was the voice. Of the Silver Surfer. That's yeah. right. Because um uh, uh what's his name? Doug Jones was a silver surfer mm-hmm. and yeah, be, which is kind of criminal because Doug Jones is not a bad no. actor. No, Doug Jones. I I, I'm I'm on the fence still with Discovery. I'm liking it, but there's some things that are going on. But Doug Jones, as by the a, way, as, as a... Commander Saru on there, just every time I see him, I'm just like amazed at the the stuff that he has to go through just for that. I finished that role. season one of Discovery, by the way, and but, I have some issues. Yeah, we'll talk so, offline. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk offline. Just hold on a But I did finish season one. So. Yeah, but I mean, just I mean that because that's Doug Jones playing Saru, the, the 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 alien, the chemic commander, you know, the alien. Why is Doug Jones always typecast as the alien? Because he can or get away f- with it. He can he can do it. I mean, he's had other roles that you know outside of that, but his some of his best roles are, you know, as as an alien or an aquatic creature. Or, by the way, in that Rises of Silver Surfer movie, well, although it's awful, he is one of the few saving graces in that movie. Maybe the only thing. Yeah. Oh wait. The best thing about that movie was Galactus. We saw Galactus for the first time, no, guys. No, 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 we saw a fart we cloud. Saw gal- we what? saw a fart cloud. Oh, we did? Oh. You're right. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. You know they, they sell a Michael Pena action figure? Oh, they have to. They should. I, I'm going to buy it. I never realized if they ever did a John Waters movie, Doug Jones with a pencil mustache would kill it. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I just saw. Excuse me, guys. I'm going to look this up right now. Which I think they should do a John Waters movie because, I mean, the man's a a genius in in everything he's done. Hold on, guys. Give me a second. Oh my God! <laughs> Just give him a pencil mustache, and and you're, there's your there's your John Waters. Oh my God! It do- it's kind of creepy. By the way, uh, I'll talk to you something else on offline about uh, our versus series. I'm thinking about changing it up a little bit. So he, oh my, he does look like. He's 74 years old? Who? John, John Waters? Waters? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. It's been around a while. Have you seen him when he's a, when he's a younger looking dude? Oh, yeah. He still has that pencil mustache. Oh, yeah. No, that was his. That's his been. That's his look. That's that's always been his look. Oh, dude, you look at Doug Jones. Doug Jones is 60. I mean, imagine having to put that crap on all the time. He was Abe Sapien. Yeah. He was Silver Surfer, and I believe he was the um, what was that Del Toro movie that won the Oscars? 
I think he was that character. Yeah, no, yeah, he was in Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's the Pan. Shape of Water. Mimic, shape, shape of Shape Hellboy, of Water. Elboy. He was Abe Sapien. Uh, the Strain. He was uh, he was part of the Strain as well. The, uh, the falling, falling Skies. I mean, and then of course you know the the like I said, Cap, you know, currently Captain Saru on Discovery. And uh, but yeah, if he ever wanted to do a without his without makeup, you know. I, Let's go with the mustache. That's it. Yeah, just a little pencil mustache. Hi guys, it's me. Oh, he used to be on the, that Living the, Color too. That's awesome. Dude, they had an episode of The Blacklist with, when John Waters showed up. It's only like a scene, like basically, uh, James Spader. He's, he's he's buying a suit, and who walks in is John Waters, and he looks at him. He's like, "Hey, I know you." He's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "It's Raymond Reddington." He's like. John Waters, and they're talking about suits. He's like, well, "What do you think about Raymond? Should I get like a vest version like that?" She's like, "Yeah, I got the pocket version or like a little handkerchief." I'm like, "I was dying." Oh, this is great. <laughs> who is this? Who is this actor right here? The African American gentleman. Uh, I thought that is that uh, uh, Ti Tip Harris. I think it is. It is Ti. Yeah. And it's not just his story, but it's the actor. It's his delivery. Well, no, 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 no. It's not just him, but it's the actors. If the actors don't deliver it, it's right. The scene doesn't work. The scene does not work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you are correct. Yes, it's it's half and half. We all loved him, but like I said, if watching this now, I'm like, yeah, if those actors don't deliver it, like that whole scene with Hope walking down the street and throwing her phone, if she doesn't play it off that way, it's just not going to come out. Yeah, you're right. I want to find that. Apparently, they filmed a scene where basically Pena discusses the whole MCU. No, in that. there was a, a wish. That, that was a fanboy oh, the, the, wish. Going you sure it didn't happen? I did. Yeah, no, I, I tried to. I remember everybody's like, wouldn't it be awesome? Like towards the end, you know, he would do that. And that's where it started. And I don't think it ever, it never came to fruition. Man, I wish. <laughs> Look at Tia. And you will see Davis Motion next year, by the way. That's Polka Dot Man. That's right. I could see Goggins in Star Wars too. I could see him in an episode of The Mandalorian as well. Who? Who? Walter Goggins. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. He de- you know he he can fall in there with like the with the, the group of like with Bill you know Bill Burr and stuff like that as as like you know the outcasts or you know another bounty hunter. Cad Bane maybe. 
If they wanted no. to? I mean, did, you don't think cover, so? You're going to cover up his face, and it's all about voice at that point. Yeah, okay, okay, you're right, you're right. You need, you need that, that voice to sell it, or something close to it. And I don't think he wants to play another cowboy hat wearing thing. Oh, I got to tell you what happened at work. I, uh, a friend of mine, he, he I, I told him, I was like, he's watching The Mandalorian. He's like, oh, my God, do you think, like, another version of Jabba the Hutt's going to show up? I'm like, yeah, you know, Zero the Hutt's going to show up. He's like, who? I go, dude, just YouTube Zero the Hut. Yeah, you need, to, you, say. you need to wash your mouth out right now and like do like a couple of Hail Marys or something so that shit doesn't happen. What are you talking about, man? I'm from Louisiana. My cousin's having the hood. Mm-hmm. Keep it up. Keep it up. He's Come gonna, on, he's man. Gonna, he's going to show up just to spite you. We, we, had a, we had a friend today tell me about his show and how somebody hasn't been around in a while and guess who showed up tonight? Who? Our friend that does a show... Oh, 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 and somebody oh, hasn't oh, shown up oh, in a while, oh. and it's not either one of us, <laughs> and it was a bad thing. <laughs> oh, he showed up tonight. Really? Yeah, you need Ooh. to check your uh, check check your check your phone. You'll see a oh. video. <laughs> I'm laughing. Was he was he mad? Mm. Not mad, just you know, annoyed, upset. You yeah, gave the faces. Must have been doing Jaeger shots. No, I don't. I don't a lot of a lot of uh, uh probably a lot of uh, screwdrivers oh yeah so it looks as though they said Michelle Pfeiffer was circa 1985 is when they took that not seeing what movie, but it just said it was circa 1985. Oh, work from Lady Hawk. So, what, yeah, when you see Michelle Pfeiffer, Lady Hawk is, is what it's is what that's from. Lady Hawk with Matthew Broderick as yeah, well. Yeah, yep, Broderick and uh, Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer, yep. And then also Douglas was actually Wall Street. It was taken for like 1987 Wall Street, and Fishburne was. Boys in the Hood and Deep Cover were the ones that they used for him there. Told you. Told me what? I mentioned Deep Cover. Oh, man. did you? Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. It's weird seeing them hold hands. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I know this. Some of the, some of the best acting on this is with. It you. is. It is by Rod. Yeah. So unfortunately, we did not get any awards, but tons of nominations. Um, let's see awards. He's for... so good in this scene. Good lord. Who? Paul Rudd. Paul, yeah. Got Hollywood music for sci-fi. Original score for sci-fi fantasy horror film. That's kind of cool. St. Louis Film Critics Best Action Film Actors Guild for Outstanding Performance by Stunt and Ensemble. Teen Choice and a visual effect. So yeah, they got quite a few, uh, a few on. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
I love how both movies they have included some kind of eighties bands that I enjoyed. First one was the uh, the fight scene with Yellow Jack and, and the briefcase when they were playing uh, uh, Disintegration with the Cure, and this one they're playing every day, Sunday by Morrissey. And if you listen to the trailer, the trailer has guitar riffs from uh, Adam Ant song. If you look, um, oh my, yeah, the trailer God. soundtrack uh, the, in a in the trailer soundtrack, the higher pitched guitar chords that repeat are riffs from uh, Ant's Ant's Invasion by Adam and Ant. So, so you know, another uh, little little eighties no, eighties no, nugget. Desperate but not serious. And it's funny, and this this trivia list I found here that they had to put in here, despite many audience members presuming this was a it was a joke. British singer Morsi is in fact extremely popular among Mexican Americans of all ages. What what what, what was the point of that? <laughs> I don't know. It's just so uh, odd. I was like, that's a, that's that's a Morsi fan trying to trying to. <laughs> that's a that's like, hey man, you like Morsi too, don't you? Yeah, I was like, why are you adding that in there? That's not a really a trivia thing, just because. American Mexicans like Morrissey too. There's some white dudes out there that like Morrissey too, and we don't yeah, we don't like to talk yeah. to them. Yeah, we don't. I mean, I like Morrissey. I just like I said we don't I don't like, like I don't like. Yeah, well, don't like. You, well, you were walking right into that one. I was like, oh, see, see, I did, I did. See if he he, said, if he says he you know what. On up. that note, I'm gonna let you. <laughs> Get to see the ant bathing. I love Agent Wu getting so frustrated with him, trying to figure out what's been going on. do we have here so yeah uh, you were talking about uh the, the sequel there is a sequel already planned remember we got the announcement for uh kang yeah. the conqueror would be the uh the, the lead villain we got you know casting news on that so yeah there's definitely 
definitely room for you know they want to do that uh you know because the last thing we heard was uh jonathan majors and uh nobody knows lovecraft country lovecraft, guys yep. oh my god Love just watch it for him yeah that and uh he was also in the last black man in san francisco is a independent feature film so check that out but yeah lovecraft country awesome i've been trying to read the book so i can do a comparison to see how it is but you know it's just really good So anybody that yeah, another one you have to have to get your HBO Max on, and it sounds like a HBO Max and Hulu. I mean they've already got that that deal going right now where you can get like the Hulu, ESPN, and, and HBO Max for, or no that's Disney. Sorry, sorry. Wow, I'm jumping all over the place. Sorry, no, <laughs> it's Disney and Hulu are joining forces. But yeah, no HBO Max is well worth the uh, price as long as you don't have a Roku device. No, I don't have. I I, I stream to my PS4. I've got, I've got my Xbox, so I can always stream it to my TV. I just I just always forget about it, <laughs> and then I I get frustrated. But you know, it's that, that's the only downfall right now. If any anybody's a Roku user, you just can't get it. You can get HBO with through your subscription, but you just can't get HBO Max. And they're still working on their contract negotiations. They just need to. Yeah, by the way, you need to send me that login for HBO Max. So. Well, I only sent it one time. That's it. If you don't get it. The but you've time. never sent it. No, I didn't know. No, you didn't. No. You know, these scenes mean a lot more when you find out you know, after yeah. what happens. Oh, so. yeah, especially next movie, yeah, for Heart Ripping. Oh, man. Yeah, that, was I, probably, that was probably one of the most heart-ripping moments. Dude, I, I, oh. I ain't going to lie. Because I think we saw Endgame together, did we not? I believe so. I think we did. I think I we did. Know. I think we did. Because I think one of the parts that I just – I didn't break down, but I was like when – he, when he saw his daughter for the first time, I was like oh, – yeah. You didn't break down, but you had the moment. Yeah, had to had to double breathe then, the, the double breathe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 manly. <laughs> Shut up! Enough! 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 Oh, I do it too. I'm just. I'm. That's why I'm. No, to... you don't. You don't do that. Oh, you, you don't. You don't you, hear, you no, don't hear I, me. I have never seen uh, you do that. See, I, what I, you I do is it, you you fold your arms and you lean back. Exactly. That's all I, you do. So I can breathe better. So I can, without without shaking the body. <laughs> So it's just, uh, you don't, it's just you don't smile. So. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no facial reactions. No facial yeah. reactions. You're the only guy that I know that can that doesn't even break down at anything. You just go like this. You will lean back, lean back. Just like, and then you go, you go silent. But I'm sorry, you were saying. What I was saying is uh, the the um, the shrunken cars that we saw in the Hot Wheels rally case. You know, with it because they had a whole bunch of them. Most of those shrunken cars were not Hot Wheels made, actually. Were they Matchbox? No, they were uh, t- Tomica diecast, uh, especially like the Honda or the Hyundai uh, Veloster. <laughs> I 
And now this is a flip from the first movie because in the first movie he, Hank helped yeah. Scott yeah. escape. You're still a bitch. So it's interesting the, the the scene earlier where Paul Rudd was basically kind of you know was being taken over by uh, Janet Janet's soul or mind. Mm-hmm. That actually what they did is they let Michelle perform the perform the the act or the role there, and Paul would copy everything she did. So that way, what you're seeing is him copying Michelle. Well, that's cool. And uh, and the kind of the idea where they they came from is gonna just gonna hurt, all right. It's gonna be a deep cut, right. but they sort of use the same style on an old Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin movie, All of Me from oh. nineteen eighty four. Get back in bowl. You get back in bowl. Get bold. Get bold. Oh my god! <laughs> but that was kind of what they did. Is wow. they is they discuss? Wow. Yeah, they that discuss. Is, that is a death. Guys, if you don't understand, that's a really deep cut. You'll get, you'll get really back. deep cut. Back and bowl. Back and bowl. Back and bowl. <laughs> I love that scene from that. I still love him, the, the jerk. It's my favorite. <laughs> He's doing the penya. <laughs> I wish he would have went back in the Ant Man suit, though. There is, he's actually requested, you know, talked to if they ever did try to do a prequel of some sort. He'd be, I, I, he'd be willing, uh, I'm sure he can't do it physically anymore, but maybe at least vocal, you know, have, do the voice. You know, that, and that, but that's a big, that's a big thing to ask because the, the special effects budget on that would be just ridiculous. Yeah, because basically all you have him for is just basically voiceover work. Well, that's but it. you got to think that the 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 digital effects some, of have having yeah. a, having some schmo just play the physical part. But if you think about it, that's where we're leading to right now. It is, but the, it's got to be it's got to be feasible fi- from a financial route and I don't think it is yet. It's still decade away mm. from where the, it's going to be financially able to do it. It's a lot of money to do that cuz you're having to take in 
put his face. I mean, yeah, we kind of do it now with like some of the, 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 the apps that are out there, the face swap app. Cool app, by the way. But uh, to do that for it, some of that shit's scary. Especially it, coming, it, from, actually, some of, it is, for coming from some of my friends. Oh, it is frightening. Oh, yeah. You know what? You're, there's some <laughs> stuff they put on Instagram that's frightening. There's one guy that I follow, Epic Voiceover Guy. He does it all the time. And it's just like, oh, boy. Now, the quantum uh, tunnel, the lab in the tunnel set, is it's strongly uh, inspired by uh, Irwin Allen's The Time Tunnel. It's a 1966 movie, like really old. I, I, guys, I'm, I had to dig this one out. Good Lord, but I don't even know It's that. the largest. What, what, the reason I brought that up is because it's this was the largest physical set that had ever been built for any MCU film. So that room where they're, you know, we're getting ready to, you know, have the finale. That room is tr- is a big room. It's not CGI. It's not. There's not green screen. That is a truly built room. And which is which is kind of humorous when you think that it's the biggest room. Well, he's kind of wearing the Ant Man suit right now. It is. It's a. It's the quantum version of it. But it's kind of funny when you look at it. They they built the biggest room to do the smallest thing. Interesting. But yeah, that that's uh that is the largest set ever built for again any MCU. You know, when I watch time travel movies, or in well, this is not really time travel, but quantum realm, I keep thinking of a time travel movie that's probably very underrated. You you've probably seen or haven't seen, maybe the audience has seen, is a I think it's called Time Machine with Guy Pierce. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, I love that movie. I lo- dude, I that mean, movie is so good. Well, it's just a re- it's a re- me- remake of, of, of the old, of the original. I mean, there's a black and white version of that, and it's not that much different. I just like the invention of that the time machine itself, like the way he invented it. Very steampunk for you steampunk fans out there. It's very steampunk ash, but you know, it's shocking that Guy Pierce hasn't been a lot more shit. I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm as far as like this universe goes. What, as far as like what him being an MCU or yeah MCU um, DCU or he's a really good actor like Memento he was in um it may be him he may want to do more of the true actor I'm a thespian I'm not man he he no I was thinking about Norman Osborn for him I'm like nah not really I take it back he, uh, he might, he might I don't know a... maybe. But yeah, I, just, I, I think he's just more picky about his roles. Yeah, he's he, he seems like a picky dude. If he went to the Winchester, he's one of those dudes like, uh, 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 mm, I need a splash of water right here in lime when you put my scorch. So. But yeah, no, I mean that the the time traveling movie you're talking about because I mean it's H.G. Wells and H.G. Wells is heavy steampunk. Yeah. You know, that's that's a lot of steampunk inspiration comes from stuff he's written. Misdirection. Oops. It's Walter Goggins, man. He don't go away. Hey, when your boss is the Green Goblin, you don't 
You're gonna stick to it. Uh, hey, that's that's <laughs> that, that's that's speculation. That's don't hearsay. Give, don't, it's all hearsay. That's hearsay. <laughs> don't give anybody the audience ideas. We don't know that for sure, but if they wanted to, they could pick that up. So. I just love the what, fact. What, that what better could... way to bring him back than, than when they when they introduce, you know, introduce Spider Man and or introduce you know Green Goblin, have him be like one of his henchmen. Well, one of the yeah, nice little yeah. nice little connection and on. And plus, you know, when they sold Avengers Tower, they didn't say who bought it. There was always two theories. It was always like the, it's going to be the new Baxter Building, or Norman Osborn bought it. I would be for the latter. Because I don't want to be, I don't want to see the Fantastic Four right now. Oh, by the way, that that X Men series you were reading, by the way, with the new Professor X and uh, Magneto and all yeah. that, they released this line of Marvel Legends action figures that I'm going to buy. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and for, and for you, uh, for for you folks of early MCU, that uh, that street right there was in a Hulk movie. Yes, it was. The, that's, that's the that's the Ang Lee Hulk. Yep, that's I think that was to the very end. I think that's where they had the ending of yeah, it. Yeah, that's the final yep. battle, yeah, or not final battle, but Yep, so yeah, another nice little MCU that ship, nod. That ship, by the way, it looks very explorers like. Oh yeah. Just saying, a little, a little deep cut. Well, not not really explorers. I mean, it's just a pod. Explorers wasn't a class thing. It was made of like pieces of parts. I wouldn't say explorer-esque. It was an amusement park ride. Yeah, but then they had to build up. They had to do panels around. Well, it. they had to do the panels around the... Yeah, well, that's true. It's not, it's not a glass bubble. Okay, Flight of the Navigator type. Sorry. <laughs> not even Flight of the Navigator. That was, that, was a, that was a silver blob thing that you know changed shapes. You're reaching. I, I know you're trying. You're trying to, you're trying to th- throw a deep cut in there, and I, I appreciate your, your effort. You know what? Get off. You know what? You know what? Just hang up and go away. I'm trying really hard here, and you're just destroying my whole mojo right now. Can somebody else come in? Because I don't, I don't, I don't out. like when somebody else. You know what? Tag out and go. Just go. Yeah. Get Steve O. He doesn't know anything. What the fuck's going on, man? How you guys doing? Hey guys, what's going on? Legends. What the hell's this legend shit about? Who? Cad Bane. Who the hell's that guy? Dash Rendar. You know, for a second, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, you're gonna feel. You you will look at this the same way now when I'm, when I tell you that, right? Does not Stan Lee right, at that moment right there when you saw him, and you look at Ric Flair right now, do not they not look the same? I haven't seen Ric Flair recently. Look so at Ric Flair now. He looks almost like St- throw a pair of glasses on him and a mustache. He's Stanley. Pez Spencer.
<laughs> Creative. Look at that. <laughs> it's Norman Osborne. I think she was in Atlantis as well. Oh, that look at her. Besides the Killjoys, uh, I watched a lot of what Atlantis. Um, not 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 Stargate. Yeah, okay. There was the other. It was another Atlantis on BBC. Television series or television series. <laughs> not that I you say no. You sure? I'm looking at her career. She's not doesn't have a lot of lot of stuff. He's young, right? Well, how old is she? Like 23, 25, 26? 31. Okay, she's young. But she didn't really she started her career like nine years ago. So British? Uh, well, yeah, I believe so because her okay. her second thing that she did was Black Mirror, the original one, not, no. the, not the not the one we're getting now. Yeah, Killjoy's Banana, The Ark, Cucumber, The Syndicate, and Whitechapel. Yeah, that's nothing on uh, nothing on there. Hmm. And movies uh, or films. I Probably like just short films, right? Uh, she was actually in the uh, Force Awakens. She was first officer or first order officer one. She was in Tomb Raider. You know, Ready Player One, Ant Man Wasp. I mean, she's got a good, got a good body yeah, of work. Yeah, in the band. Mm-hmm. Although, although, although she's taking a dip back, she's a uh, twenty twenty one. She's supposed to be in Resident Evil. But you know what? Don't say that. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know because they're going off the original version of the game right now. So don't you could. Uh, okay. There's no, she... there's no Alice. Okay. Who's she playing? Jill Valentine yeah. or what? Yeah. Yep. That's good. If they're going by the OG games, they'll be all right. I just don't want to hear. Hi, my name is Alice. Nice. So they're filming this in San Francisco, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot, lot getting filmed in here. That was the one thing they wanted to make sure is that the first movie you didn't see a lot. But in this one, they wanted to make sure you're getting a, a ton of San Francisco. And of course, you're going to have that hill jump. I think anytime they show a scene in San Francisco, as far as like the street version goes, they always got to do it like a little, little hill jump. Oh, yeah. Always. You know, if they do this A-Force movie, which I don't think they will, I hope Janet leads them. Because Janet, out of all of them, you know, well, Valkyrie's pretty badass, but I think she's more badass.
<laughs> Doesn't work. Southern gentleman, you mean Zero the Hut? Oops. Uh oh. Always a damn, always a damn seagull. I love the sound effect. Did you know this? This boat looks almost very similar to the one that you know that was in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Well, they're both. I mean, I I know it's kind of a. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, but like the design is kind of similar. I'm just well, that's the design. I know. Uh, <laughs> you trying to reach look, for on but, this but, one, but, right? but look, uh, look, one of them is in New York. This is San Francisco. Yeah. Just saying. Look, I'm trying here, all right? Okay. You've thwarted my efforts so far. I'm just... Well, this one doesn't because this one's just a people mover. The one in New York was actually for vehicles. So, that's <sighs> this one's a bit smaller. Sorry, you're going to throw it out there. I got to... <laughs> oh... Boo, Goggins. No, no socks? Come on, man. Put some socks on. And that is the Quantum Realm, ladies and gentlemen. First time you get to see it. It'll come back later. The next film, by the way. I like old Scott Pym. I mean, the aesthetic and design of Scott Pym, like as far as an old guy goes. Again, a little shot that is, isn't, you know, nostalgia and everything. You got to have that. Little throwbacks to the past, and now you get to see because I wonder who that is. Take it off, show me. As Janet Pym does the uh, whole Vulcan mind meld.
MC always does the <laughs> the gut punches, man. Even this. Another gut punch. Now, if I remember correctly, we didn't know she was in this, did we? No, we knew. We, we knew. We knew. Did we? Okay, we, I was trying yeah, to remember. Knew, I was like, knew. I was trying to remember the first time I saw this. If it was like a, like you know, not just a gun punch of you know them seeing each other again, but like, oh wait, it's it's Michelle. Oh look, she stole she stole Bubble Fett's staff. What the fuck? Crossing the streams. Not really. They're both Disney, and they're like, hey, you're not using that thing. Can I have borrow that for? Of course, you can have it. Well, she's been in the quantum realm for like a hundred years, man. I mean, when she went in, she was Catwoman. She came back, Janet Van Dyne. You know, I look at the. Um, I'm sure you'll, you'll you will disagree, but I just can't see Catherine Zeta Jones. I can't. Now in the background, they should be like, get out the way, get out the way, move. Sorry. By the way, our playlist podcast coming out next year sometime, so look for that. I love that little, oh man. Gonna pass out. Kind of reminiscent of another Disney character we saw on Friday or Thursday, whenever you saw the Mandalorian. That's me, pretty much what I say before I wake up and go to work. Just need five more minutes, man. And my dog attacks me to take him out. Like, look, just five more minutes. Five more minutes. The ankle biter. You know him. Mm-hmm. The Duke of Douche. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. You know, I love the the way they use CGI in this film because like the whole growing and shrinking stuff, it just it's just so cool. Like you know, I read a couple of comic books from the Ant-Man, like, you know, Tales to Astonish. That's where I was intro to him. And if you guys have, I'm sure our generation, as far as Mike and me goes. But when I watch like panels like that and a, a, a building shrinking and then going down again, it just reminds me of stuff like that. Just It brings me back. I have my wizard magazine again. I'm looking at it like, oh, they're going to make an Ant-Man movie? Who's going to be Ant-Man? But just, sorry, I'm just going on tangent. Well, I know that that was the one thing the director wanted when he was looking at the CGI. He wanted photorealism. So, you know, if it didn't have that, then he didn't want it. Oh, my God. What is this nightmare I'm watching? 
By the way, you're right, Mike. What I just saw. Oh. That's... I'm going to cash at him. I have to. <laughs> well, I'm glad T.I. has a career in movies now. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked what he did here. I mean, it's not like, you know, fantastic. It's it's not over the top, but he, you know what? He doesn't distract from the movie. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, and that's what you don't want. You know, you, want, you don't want like a big like anytime, you know, you hire somebody who's in the music industry. You you don't want them to be a distraction. Well, you got to think of the movies he's been in. He's done great. I mean, Root, Ant Man, obviously, uh, Entourage. Was he in Root? Yeah, yeah, Roots. Yeah, the 2016 one, American Gangster. I mean, yeah, we've already done that one. Uh, well, actually, we haven't. We didn't do that one. That's not really. It's kind of a sore subject. So it's, okay. We might have to redo that one. So. Oh, that's right. That was that one. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Little inside baseball. Yeah. Only the midnight movies can yeah. you hear conversations like this. So yeah. Uh, he's also in the, in the in the latest one. I haven't watched it. I really want to watch. I don't know if you've seen it, but Monster Hunter. He's no, open. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Good? Yeah. It's, yeah. He's in that one as well. Hmm. So you know, it's you know, you got me, Mila jo- Jovovich, Ti. Is that out now? Uh yeah. In fact, it's it's out and it got uh, it got already got banned by China. Why? Uh, I don't know. I didn't read the article as to what why uh, China, uh, banned them. China? China? What, what is China? What is China? China? I don't know. I don't know if it's something. To well, do China's with... been doing some bad shit this year anyway, so they just cost a lot of stuff. No offense to our Asian American. Listen, I look. Cold in here. Damn. I am. Look, did my uh, AC just kick on, or did hell just freeze over? Oh boy. <laughs> Can you edit that out? Thanks. Appreciate that. It's nobody's fault. It's all our fault. There we go. We are all to blame. God, it's so good. Yeah, the phasing fight scenes are just the phasing fight. They're so awesome. Oh man. Ouch. It's Evangeline Lily, dude. She's all right. She'll go back to the island. And for six seasons, we'll ask the, the question that we've been asking in season one. What happened? Why are we here? Another reason why I'm not interested in watching it because I hear too many exactly me either. I hear too many statements like that. I'm like, yeah, I want to watch. Exactly, that's that's why I don't watch it either. It's the same thing every season. Like, so so you haven't seen it yet? No, you can't make any comments. I can because I've watched some videos on it and I don't like it. I don't like the way the whole. (laughs) (laughs) I am judging before watching. Uh... Yes, I love this scene. This is mom and daughter. Okay, over there. Getting up on your mic stand. Hmm. 
<laughs> okay, this is <laughs> this is the reason uh, Monster Hunter got banned from China. Oh, no. uh, soon after its uh, Chinese release uh, on December 4th, the film was filmed, was called an uproar on Chinese social media because there's a scene in which Jin's character jokingly asks, look at my knees, and the question, what kind of knees are these? He replies, Chinese. And that is why it oh. caused such an uproar. <laughs> so... Really? So we've turned five years old again. That's literally that's, that's what that, that, that's what that it is literally movie. a joke I made when I was five. Well, it's Chinese, Japanese, look at dirty knees. Look at these. It was, look you know, at these. What, yeah, what, what kind of knees do you have? Chinese? What? Yeah. Oh. oh my God. But that is why, if anybody's interested. Oh, what is going on with this world? Oh. Oh, boy. Oh. But she can't phase anymore. That's a thing. So maybe something with the suit. You know, again, you know, yeah, she, she's going to leave. The... She's leaving here with with Lawrence, and he's going to take care of her. And he he does he does is familiar with the with the giant man and the Pym particles and T I T I. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know who that actor is with the uh, loud green shirt, but um. I want that shirt. <laughs> Who is that? He's got to be a Bollywood actor. What the hell? This is great. I think that's uh, Davina Ladwa is who. Uh, is I think who, next year what I'm thinking about is I'm thinking, and I'm just thinking outside the box right now. I'm thinking that we might want to do maybe one Bollywood movie. You've tried that again. No. Why not? I'm just not a fan of them. I know you're not. I didn't say you're going to be on it. Okay. Then knock yourself out. Would it? I'll do it by myself if I have to. Actually, no, I'm not going to do it by myself. It never works out. Now, if we did one, what I would suggest... Krish. ...would be... No, I think we should do like one of the, the Spider-Mans or the superhero, or Superman. Like, No, I don't want to do those. Those are lame. Let's do like Krish or like Robot or... Some of the weird or uh, well, what about that one? Um, well, it's not really a Bollywood movie. What was the Avengers movie that's from Russia? Oh, the, the Guardians. Ba- the Guardians. The Guardian. The, yeah. the, now the Guardians. We should do. I just gotta find that one. That'd be a good movie to find. Is the Guardians? I think we're gonna see this character again, and um. 
Is it? Is it? Uh, Woo. Yeah, we're gonna see him again. Is it uh, and uh, Vision and the uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch or Vision uh, WandaVision? He most likely I will think. be around again because I, I, we don't have any. We don't really have much connection anymore. You know. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any any suggestions for him of when he'll show up again. But I think his character has shown like him as Yeah, see he's not on anything. Just this one. His next next movie is like Paw Patrol. Oh, dude. I got called out. <laughs> Come on, get happy. Oh. This is where a casting director is key. <laughs> I love, oh my. You know that movie terrified me when I was younger? Ants. Foreshadowing. You know, if she became like the new ant person in the future, again, wouldn't. Well, again, you got to think. I mean, with what we're getting ready to do, you know, next movie. Is there know. a is there a Mothman in Marvel? Not sure. I was wondering if there's like they call <laughs> the laptop. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah but, I mean, you got to think with with the introduction of, um, with Hawk, well, not Hawkman, sorry, uh, Hawkeye, coming. You know, and his daughter picking up on that, and then the age that you know she is now at the end, with the at the end of Endgame. You know, you can do that, and they are trying to do the the younger to have younger super. I think the way they're trying to they're trying to do it is perfect. By the way, because you're taking the older ones that we well not older because you know the ones you basically like grew up on, like the Hawk Hawkeyes and Wanda and Visions and all that. And you're taking like this next generation, like you're taking something that you know. And you're putting in something new. And you're developing that going forward. And I like that. It's the way the Ghostbusters movie should have been. 
but you know, it wasn't sadly. I hate picking on Ghostbusters, but that movie yeah. was just to I, me. It's just like the ultimate atrocity. I just think like, it's too soon. I, I yes, they need to go that route, but I think it's too soon. Because but so I think if they if they wanted to go there, they could. Yeah, just saying like you have like yeah, Paul Rudd's daughter. Like hey, you know, I'm gonna help Dad out. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean they're all there. You know, they're and you you they're talking about um what's the Iron Man girl uh. Ironheart? Yeah, Ironheart. Yeah, they're talking about her and uh I think with think with I think it was in WandaVision that they were bringing in Monica Rambeau like in having her older now. Yep, yep, yep. So, I mean, it's like they're all gearing that way. I just think it's too soon like cuz there's so many stories that could have been told. And I I understand that they want female leads, but it's going overboard on all female leads. Like I mean, really when you look at what's out there it's all female leads. It, it should be a mix. It shouldn't be, hey, we're going to... So what you're saying is they need a dude. They need a mix. They need to mix it up. Don't. I understand female representation. I understand African no, American. I, 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 I understand all you. of that. It needs to be And by the mix. way, um, important scene right here, by the way. Yes. And then one of the main reasons. This is basically this the scene that uh, Mike and I fought about, and we both agreed upon. And this van comes back into play. And uh, Chicha Chong uh, up in smoke. Chicha Chong, oh, sorry, up in sorry, smoke. Wrong, 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 wrong. It's okay. Hey, baby, want to come take a ride in my lumberjack? Come ride my lumberjack. <laughs> Again, foreshadowing. You know what? When you told me about this scene, as far as the inclusion of this, I think it's perfect. That leads us to the next movie. And and that, guys, is where we're going to end it because, um, yeah. So we have basically a little bit. So, Mike, this is the 11th. We have our last one coming up in a couple of weeks. I haven't announced the date yet, but I will offline in another meeting. Thoughts? Uh, again, I mean, it's like I said, the main reason I, I want to include it because I, I... – I don't think we got a good enough representation of both the original Ant-Man or, or the Wasp. And then again, because the, he's, he's a pinnacle, he's a pivotal role in what happens. You know, it's, if you really think back to it, all that, all that happens in the next movie is really 
based off of what he does and what he has in that van and everything that's in that van. Hmm. And that's I mean, the main reason why we, I, I, I chose it. Oh, what? Is that the only reason you chose it? Yeah. For that one scene, that's it? No, and again, like I said, the Ant-Man and the Wasp were... I know, I'm just man. <laughs> um, we're going to sign off pretty soon. We have to leave. Mike, go. Uh, make sure you guys do check us out on streamerlinks.com forward slash heroes underscore asylum. Find links to all of our podcasts, Heroes Asylum and Midnight Movies, Heroes Asylum Midnight Movies, where everything is uploaded finally, and you guys can check this out. And if you guys want to get caught up on all of the Asylum Avengers Initiative uh, move, movies we've been watching all year long, you can check out that up, and so you can be caught up when we drop it, the final one, at the end of this month. We're going to drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. By the way, Twitter at the Heroes Asylum underscore podcast, Instagram at the Heroes Asylum, and as Mike clearly said, we're at the Heroes Asylum Midnight Movies. Guys, thank you for joining us, and as always, from Mike to me to you, get to the asylum. We'll see you soon.